Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 86. So I will start with the heading first. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, December the 6th, 1832. This revelation was received while the Prophet was reviewing and editing the manuscript of the translation of the Bible. So a little bit of a background about this one. Uh, This appeared as the fifth section in the first publication of the Doctrine and Covenants. It was labeled as a revelation on priesthood and immediately followed what are known what are now known as sections 107 and 84 which are also revelations on priesthood though it is not generally thought of as an important revelation on priesthood in our day it was considered to be such in the lifetime of the prophet Joseph Smith it affirms that the apostasy took place after the death of the meridian 12 and that the restoration of the gospel centered in restoring the priesthood to the descendants of Abraham it is not clear whether this revelation preceded or followed inspired corrections made by the prophet in the Bible parable of the wheat and tares. On a third editing of that manuscript, he appended a note to the parable that the wheat was to be gathered into the Lord's barn before the tares were to be bound and burned. That understanding probably came in the receipt of this revelation. Verse 1. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you, my servants, concerning the parable of the wheat and of the tares. So it is that the full meaning of the parable of the wheat and the tares can be had only by revelation, as Christ in his day explained the meaning of of his parables privately with those who had eyes to see and ears to hear, his chosen servants, so he does today. Thus the meaning of the parable is not given openly to all the world, but privately to his servants, those who sustain the prophet he has called. That was by Joseph Elie McConkie, verse 2. Behold, verily I say, the field was the world, and the apostles were the sowers of the seed. Christ alone, a man, appears to be the sower of the seed in the New Testament parable. Here we learn that the apostles were the sowers of the seed, meaning those whose testimony gave spiritual life to others. The seed, in this parable, the seed is not the word or the gospel, as is the case in the parable of the sower. Christ said, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. Verse 3, and after they have fallen asleep, died, the great persecutor of the church, the apostate, the whore, even Babylon, that maketh all nations to drink of her cup, in whose hearts the enemy, even Satan, sitteth to reign. Behold, he soweth the tares. Wherefore the tares choke the wheat, and drive the church into the wilderness, or apostasy. But behold, in the last days, even now, while the Lord is beginning to bring forth the word, and the blade is springing up, and is yet tender, behold, verily I say unto you, the angels are crying unto the Lord day and night, who are ready and waiting to be sent forth to reap down the fields. President Wilford Woodruff said, I want to ask this congregation a question. When I have the vision of the night open continually before my eyes, and can see the mighty judgments that are about to be poured out upon this world, when I know these things are true and are at the door of the Jew and Gentile, while I know they are true and while I am holding this position before God in this world, can I withhold my voice from lifting up a warning to this people and to the nation of the earth, nations of the earth? 
I may never meet with this people again. I cannot tell how that may be. But while I live and see these things continually before my eyes, I shall raise my warning voice. Now the question I wanted to ask you is this. We have millions of people on this earth, and over them all there hangs a cloud of darkness almost entirely upon their shoulders. Can you tell me where the people are who will be shielded and protected from these great calamities and judgments which are even now at our doors? I'll tell you. The priesthood of God who honor their priesthood and who are worthy of their blessings are the only ones who shall have this safety and protection. They are the only mortal beings. No other people have a right to be shielded from these judgments. They are at our very doors. Not even this people will escape them entirely. They will come down like the judgments of Sodom and Gomorrah, and none but the priesthood will be safe from their fury. God has held the angels of destruction for many years, lest they should reap down the wheat with the tares. But I want to tell you now that those angels have left the portals of heaven, and they stand over this people and this nation now, and are hovering over the church, waiting to pour out the judgments. And from this very day they shall be poured out. Calamities and troubles and increasing in the earth are increasing in the earth, and there is a meaning to these things. Remember this and reflect upon these things. If you do your duty and I do my duty, we'll have protection and shall pass through the afflictions in peace and in safety. That's a comforting thought, isn't it? That was from the Discourses of Wilford Woodruff. Verse 6, But the Lord saith unto them, Pluck not up the tares while the blade is yet tender, for verily your faith is weak, lest you destroy it, the wheat also, whether, lest you destroy the wheat also. Therefore let the wheat and the tares grow together until the harvest is fully ripe. Then ye shall... First gather out the wheat from among the tares, and after the gathering of the wheat, behold, and lo, the tares are bound in bundles, and the field re remaineth to be burned. Therefore thus saith the Lord unto you, with whom the, the priesthood hath continued through the lineage of your fathers, for ye are lawful heirs according to the flesh, and have been hid from the world with Christ in God. This phrase means that one's right to the priesthood is held by virtue of being of the house of Israel. Elder Theodore and Burton explain, One thing we often fail to realize is that our priesthood comes to us through the lineage of our fathers and mothers. The Lord explained it in these words, Therefore thus saith the Lord unto you, with whom the priesthood hath continued through the lineage of your fathers. Oh, I, can't, oh, I can hear some of you say, There must be something wrong with that statement, for I am the only member of my family who has joined the church. How could I have received the priesthood from my parents? Is In this scripture, the Lord was not talking about your priesthood line of authority. He was talking about your inherited right to receive and use it as an inherited gift, which enables you which enabled you to recognize and accept the truth. Jesus explained this thought as he said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That spirit of acceptance is a manifestation of your inherited right to priesthood blessings. Such willingness to believe does not represent predestination, but it does represent foreordination. The Lord continues the revelation, For ye are lawful heirs according to the flesh, and have been hid from the world with Christ in God. This means we receive a right to priesthood blessings from our blood ancestry. I hope you can understand that priesthood, with its accompanying blessings, is dependent to a great degree on family relationship. Verse 10, Therefore your life and the priesthood have remained and must needs remain through you and your lineage until the restoration of all things spoken by the mouths of all the holy prophets since the world began. In these verses, a transition is made between the revealed explanation of the parable of the wheat and the tares and a revelation on the priesthood. The bridge between the two subjects is the word therefore, with which verse 8 begins. The word implies that because there was an apostasy and because the house of Israel has been scattered and lost for many centuries, 
Those who have by birth the right to the priesthood and all of its blessings have not been able to claim them. Nevertheless, they have not been lost to God. Indeed, they have been hidden by him to come forth at this time as lawful heirs according to the flesh. As the, liter as the Lord looked after them, even in their lost and fallen state, the promise, of the, the promise to the priesthood has not been lost to Abraham's sons down through the generations. They are the seed of Abraham and the elect of God, spoken of in Doctrine and Covenants, section 84, verse 34. This has been known to all the holy prophets since the world began. All holy prophets have known that salvation is a family affair. It requires the blessings of the priesthood, which belong by birthright to the family of Abraham. Such was the promise that God made with our ancient father, adding a provision for the adoption of any who desired these blessings who were not naturally his seed. And that mostly was a quote from Joseph Fielding Smith or Joseph Fielding McConkie, verse eleven. Therefore, blessed are ye if ye continue in my goodness, a light unto the Gentiles, and through this priesthood a savior unto my people Israel. The Lord hath said it. Amen. I bear testimony that these things are true, and that as we understand better the priesthood and the lineage that we come through, uh, that because of our inherited um, blessings of being descendants of Abraham, we have the right to the priesthood although we still have to be worthy of it, but uh, we have the right because of our lineage. And I bear that testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hope to see you next time. Bye.